Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Katie Wilkin. Oh yes, this is episode 108. (laughs) So Katie is a feminine energy activator, life coach, mama of boys, and motivational speaker. Katie considers it her life's mission to raise the vibrations of the planet through teaching with tangible tools for getting in touch with your gifts that you were meant to share with the world. She wants you to get excited about life and have more fun. You could find her loving on her social media circles, facilitating workshops, teaching kundalini yoga, and sharing her love of essential oils. So let's get started. All right. Welcome to the show, Katie. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I absolutely adore you. And um, when you read the definition of what an alpha female is, according to this community, what did you think of it? That was interesting for me to mull around in at first. But to me, what came up ultimately was someone that's a natural born leader and that really uses their unique gifts to enhance the lives of others and just being confident and courageous in whatever they're creating in their life or, you know, whatever new habit they're trying to conquer. I think for me, that's what an alpha female feels like and looks like someone that is really confident. And I also thought of wolves. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I, I never, I never built it into the definition cause I didn't, uh, I didn't want to be like so prescriptive to the old way of thinking, but it's true. Like the alpha female is in the wolf pack. Like that's, that's where the term originates from. Um, I love that you bring in natural born leader cause it's not actually built into the definition that I share on the show. Um, and I love that because, uh, but is it, is it like nature versus nurture? Like are, are all women born, all alpha, alpha females born as natural leaders, or is it something that can be taught? In my definition, what rang true for my body is that women are creators. Like we create life truly. Right. And I don't know. That's just what keeps coming up really strong for me. It's like 
that we're creators and in that, in the role of a mother, that I, I'm a mother of three boys and I have to be the alpha female here. And right. So what's true in my life is definitely that role that this is what I've created. Now this is my wolf pack and this is what I need to lead. And so through, you know, nurturing my gifts, then that makes me the alpha female here. And, you know, through the messages that I put out into the world. Oh, I absolutely love that. Yeah, because the second part of the question is, how are you an alpha female? So I love that you bring in the whole, the mother and the wolf pack. Um, And that is crazy that you are a mom of three boys. Um, So the other part of the definition is, uh, you know, the masculine and feminine energy um, match together. So the alpha do mentality and then the female be mentality uh, in a household of all men, how do you really um, support and, yeah, I guess support your feminine energy? Mm, I love that question. And it's been <laughs> it's been an adventure to really keep that a sacred practice for me um, because obviously I'm surrounded by boys, but what I was gifted with, um, when I, I made a huge shift in my life 10 years ago was really understanding how creativity heals me. And, you know, after a childhood and traumas that I was brought up in, creativity has been that tap, that well for me that keeps my feminine energy flowing and keeps me really connected to that divine feminine energy for me. And it's just been an evolving practice that I've had to really, really maintain in order for me to continue to be the alpha female and the leader and the mom I really want to be to to these boys and the woman that, you know, I see myself becoming moving forward. And so um, I love I could talk all day about the the balance of the feminine and masculine energies and to to be quite frank actually the the masculine part of my life like the structures and you know that drive part around um I don't know implementing things is harder for me that's that's places where I'm really working on deeply but being in the feminine flow and that that embracing nurturer feels really easy to me. What creative practices do you love? Well, definitely like for a long time, I was a jewelry maker and I I like to create things with my hands. Uh, I'm a crafter. I'm always sort of drawing and coloring and I definitely write a lot more now. I can feel that that is sort of the next evolution of my creativity um, is really writing and uh, speaking more. I also like with my altars and my sacred practices, I use a lot of different like tools from nature to create that space in my office and, you know, my space that I could shut all the boys out and just be, (laughs) um, and also, um, uh, creative movement, dancing and just flowing and being with my body has been a sacred feminine practice for me as well. I love that. I, um, and it's funny how, I don't know, I guess my brain just hasn't grasped that writing, even speaking, like creating this podcast is a creative 
um, exploit, but it doesn't always feel like that. Cause it's a, sometimes it can be really heavy in the masculine, like do energy. Like I have to get the next guest on the podcast. I need to make sure they have the, the email with all the questions. Like it's very, it's very do, but then when I get to sit down and actually chit chat is when I can actually be in feminine energy. And so that's super cool to kind of put these type of creative um, exploits into perspective. Cause I don't know how many people see writing, like even when you write a post on Instagram, that's a creative expression. Yeah. And absolutely. Like this is what I teach throughout my communities as well as when you are writing that it's really important to me to get in that energy of what you want to, to share. And to me, that's always a feminine energy, right? Cause you're, you're transmuting a feeling to, to people and yeah. So that is creativity. I mean, we are all born creative and whether or not you put a certain language or a certain title to it, that's up to you. But when you, when you see, like when you look outside and you, you know that you're one with nature and you see the beautiful creativity within nature, it's always perfect. I could go on and on, but yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So you kind of alluded to a fact that you've shifted your life about 10 years ago. Um, so maybe share with us a time when life fell out of whack and did you ever have an aha moment or was it a series of moments where you said enough is enough? I need to take better care of myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like growing up, um, I was raised by a loving single mom and my dad wasn't really around and I had uh, some really traumatic events happen to me when I was five. And then, you know, just, I just had that childhood and that uprising that was really quote unquote dysfunctional and um, all of those big heavy titles that go with that. I don't really need to go into that part, but as I was growing up in my um, teen years and my early 20s, what I used to cope with all of the things that needed to be healed within me was um, partying, addictive behaviors, self-hatred, and, you know, just being a, in a really destructive space. But all the, the while, I just had this knowing um, that I was meant to do something bigger. So um, a lot of times, I would reflect back on like, why didn't I become that statistic on the street? Why didn't I become, you know, the stripper or like that really heavy addict? And I don't know if I was just being guided and, you know, looking back now, I know that everything does happen to get to me to where I am now. But that long, that knowing, that inner knowing was a, a very bright light for me as I was trans, you know, transferring through life. And the universe was actually sort of the one that gave me these big signs in actually hurting my knee a couple times where I had to, you know, really stop. I like the universe made my body stop and just be still for once. It was when I was living in Vancouver and my knee shattered, I had to be still. And then my, I took a better look at my life then made changes. Um, and then I moved to Australia and my knee shattered there. <laughs> same knee at uh, same knee. Yep. Same knee. Right. I was, I was continuing those, those patterns that I kept running away from geography, 
geography wise, but obviously they don't uh, heal until you do and make that choice. So that next step was um, okay. After that, I broke my knee that second time in Australia. I knew I had to do something very different. And so that really slowed me down. I ended up uh, coming home and having to get surgery. And within that time, when I was slower and when I was like letting myself just be way more still, I just all the downloads from the universe and the knowings that, okay, I need to go to therapy. I need to start fully telling my truth. I could almost feel it in my jaw. I always refer to this when I'm talking about it. I could feel it bubbling up. And so that was an aha moment for me uh, when I understood on a deeper level, okay, now it's really time to heal and move forward with this knowing you've had all along and start doing the work to get there. So So what does your work-life harmony look like now as you've um, done a ton of healing and are now sharing your gifts with the world? Mm, That's definitely been an an evolvement as well. Um, But in this moment, it always looks like me um, meeting my altar in the morning, coming into my office, um, using my essential oils to get rooted. And the oil that I use every morning is ylang ylang. It's to help heal the inner child. And so every morning I meet my inner child and I heal her just a little bit more and I breathe deeper and uh, I do movement and I journal and I write out my gratitude list and my affirmations and I move. Um, But I also really honor what my body's calling me to do as well. And if it needs to sleep in a little bit longer, I'm okay with that, where I used to not be okay with that. I used to be really, really hard on myself for not getting up at this certain time. And I think as I've grown older and come to understand what my body needs on a different level, um, I'm able to honor that. And it feels really good when I have the energy to get up earlier, I do it. And when I just need to stay in bed a little bit longer, I do that too. And I don't wake up beating myself up anymore. So that has been a really big balance because when you start your day from a place of knowing and checking in with your body, it's like, okay, I'm okay that I'm, you know, it's not six in the morning and it's 6.30 or 6.45. That's okay. And just checking in with myself all the time. Um, I think we're really curious to understand. um, First, what are the ages of your boys? They are nine, seven, and five. Okay. So how do you sleep in if the five-year-old does not want to sleep in? I have been blessed with sleepers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think I taught them from a very young age somehow that I like sleep and they're just really good sleepers. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but I mean, there are moments when he does get up or like if he comes up, um, if he comes into my office when I'm doing yoga, I'm just like, okay, that's what this is this morning. You know, I invite him into it and I just let it be what the experience is meant to be. That's so cool. I love that. Um, yeah. So moms everywhere whose kids are not sleepers are like, I hate you, but like teach me your ways all at the same time. (laughs) Um, I love that. So my next question is, um, and I, uh, you have such a calm way about you. So I'm really excited because the word passion to me, um, is usually higher energy. So what are you most passionate about in life right now? 
<sighs> you know what? It's interesting. I do. I know that I, when I speak about my life and things like that, I am calm, but I also have this really hyper side to me. And if you've known me, I, and right now I love being, I love using the word activator. I love using the word activated and I want women to feel activated within their life. I feel like I'm a feminine energy activator and whether or not, um, that is an intense version of activated, but activate like understanding what is available to you as a woman and activating that through practices and, you know, connecting with your body and creativity and holistic living. That is so passionate within me. I could like just scream and dance about it all the all day long. But to me, that is where my passion lies right now is to really help women um, understand what they are capable of in their lives through connecting to their to their innate feminine wisdom that we forget about that we maybe never have learned about or that we are just discovering through even looking outside in the world and understanding the movements that are happening through women's voices all over the world and so just having that everyday woman understand that that voice is available to them too Mm, I love that feminine energy activator. Um, that's so cool. So you and I connected because I've been talking about healing painful periods on social media and being all kinds of vulnerable about that time of the month. Um, so share with us kind of what work you've done, um, and how you teach and support women, um, around supporting their body, um, during painful menstrual cycles. Oh, yes. I love this topic. And like you, like I never thought I'd be talking about periods, but here's the thing. No one is talking about it and it is like innately part of our body, right? Like I remember being afraid to buy tampons. I remember, you know, feeling still afraid to buy tampons, (laughs) right? And it's like, holy crap, that isn't what it is supposed to be like women back in our ancient times were honored and were, you know, seen as magical and these, these beautiful healers. Cause that's what we are. We've just forgotten that through our paradigms and through our societal views and through the ways that women have been treated, even in like uh, developing countries and things like that. You know, you were at the doTERRA convention and we learned a lot about how, um, in these countries, they're, the women and young children are sent away when they're bleeding. Yeah, they can't go you to know. school. They have to like hide away in a hut. Like it breaks my heart to think this exists in the world. Um, right. And I love that we we're both doTERRA wellness advocates. And I love that we've partnered with a company that has a, a charitable division that actually focuses on a charity uh, creating, what is it, reusable feminine products so that these young girls can go to school. And that just, the first time I heard about it, I got like goosebumps and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's it's just so beautiful. And so that like rings through ancestral wise, right? Like that comes through a bloodline and I could go, I could get really extended on that. But in today's society, um, our the way women are moving through life, we aren't really connected to the actual 
way our bodies change throughout the week, throughout our cycle. And what magic has been happening for me and other women that I'm talking to about this is understanding on a deeper level the gifts that happen within each parts of our cycles. And when you start to track from your day one um, and you get a better understanding of how your emotions and your bodies are reacting to the changes, you begin to have a better overview and a mindset around the way you're going to be feeling and act within that and not, you know, not having being blinded to, okay, so when I have my day one, when my day one comes, that's considered our inner winter. And for us as women, that's where we're most creative. That's where we go inside. That's where our body is calling for deep, deep honoring and rest. And when we don't listen to her, when we don't listen to she, we get exhausted and we you know, kind of, it feels like our body, our body and our life just is really, really hard. And we, we already have the language around our, our bleeding time. That is, it's such a pain in the butt. I hate it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But when you, when you look at it through the lens of honoring what your body is actually doing and calling you to rest and you rest and, um, even if it's just like for you and for me, we're both busy, you know, driven, passionate women about what we do, but there are moments where we can acknowledge that our body needs rest. So we give it that much more rest. We have a a longer bath. We, you know, read that book a little bit longer and we tap into that. And when you start to track day by day, what, you know, happens emotionally, what comes up, what triggers all of that, and you have a broader view, you're able to understand and expect what's going to come. Um, and then I, d- I just yeah. want to touch on the fact that, um, I think there's a lot of subconscious healing that we have to figure out. Like as you were talking, I went back and remembered the first time I was ashamed of having a period and, um, it was on the Gravitron at the local X. Like I got my period in the middle of the Gravitron, which is that spinning ride. And I was wearing khakis and my khaki shorts were covered, soaked in blood. And my, my mom put her hand on that area and walked me to the washroom to tie a sweater around my waist. And now I can completely like link shame and, um, guilt around getting a period to that moment. And then 20, I've had, let's see, I've had my period for over 23 years. I did the calculation the other day. Um, so that's 23 years of consistent subconscious thoughts around shame. Right. Right. And so when we start to recognize those things, we're able to release them and really, really understand the magic and the gifts of what our period give us. Like I love my day one where I'm like, I'm just going to rest. And what happens is that is when we are actually most connected to spirit. So that's when we get our creative downloads. That's when we listen deeper and we write and we, we get those beautiful ideas that then afterwards, as we're in our spring and summer, so the the weeks following when we're done our bleed and afterwards where we typically have more, more energy, that's where we schedule the things that we have more energy for. That's where we're able to bring those creative pieces that were given to us 
into life. So two of my questions that I always ask my guests, and I think this is perfect, we're going to ask them based on our different phases of the cycle. So uh, do you nourish yourself differently or have a fitness routine that is different based on the phase of the cycle that you're in? Yes, absolutely. Um, So for like the winter, the deep winter, when you're bleeding, to me, it's just slower, deeper breaths and just more fluid dance movements um, and just really honoring what my body wants to do. I don't do any of that deep breath work. Um, Like for me, I'm a Kundalini yogi. So I do a lot of like breath of fire, which is rapid breath work when I'm in those other, those other phases. And yeah, exactly. Like listening to what your body um, has to give you. And so in the spring and summer, when you're in those, that middle part of your period where you're feeling less bloated and you have that more sexual energy drive, to me, that's where I amp up, you know, what I'm going to do movement wise and stuff like that. Hmm. It's funny because uh, I also come from a fitness competitor background, fitness industry, and you see a ton of posts whether it's, um, social media or blog posts, like how to work out during your period. Um, and it's like, my body does not want to work out. Why am I trying to force it? And why do I hear fitness expert after fitness expert telling me that I I should just work out through it? (laughs) Um, and like, and she is telling me like very, very loudly day one, Um, and it, I love your language too, like getting excited for day one versus I still have a mindset of brace yourself. Like winter is coming. Right. And so when you're, when you do have that brace yourself mindset, any pains or cramps or anything are going to be amplified, right? Cause right. So when you are talking about painful periods, it would be interesting to add some language around really, really honoring what is that is and understanding that your body's calling you to pay attention when you have pain, when you have pains and cramps and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why, um, I haven't announced it on the podcast at all and I haven't done much promotion around it, but I created, um, a self-study course on things that we can do for ourselves to, um, help heal painful periods, but I called it peaceful periods because that language felt so good to me. Um, so it is so true that when we change our mindset, the language that we use, the thoughts that we use, even, um, and I love that you talk about breath work because I can, um, use yoga breath to lessen the period cramps in like five minutes where if I'm focused on the pain and, oh my gosh, I have this at work and just all these negative thoughts, the pain continues. But if I sit and just do yoga breath, it starts to lessen. And right. Yeah. So it's all these little things when you actually start practicing them, you're like, oh, oh, they work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so good to hear that that's, that's true for you. So uh, the, another one of the questions in terms of routines and taking care of ourselves, um, I'm assuming like that stress exists in your life, but you, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't come across. Um, but what are some daily habits that you do other than your morning routine? But if any stress has built up during the day, do you have like a delicious evening routine to reduce stress from the day? Oh, yes. I mean, with three boys, stress is 
very, very real. Um, But I've gotten better at number one, forgiving myself when I do react to stress. You know, um, getting a five-year-old to put his snow pants on in a very timely fashion is often difficult. (laughs) So I forgive myself, you know, as soon as they're they're gone and I, and I just have my moments. I forgive myself. Um, and I do that at nighttime. Uh, self-compassion is a huge piece again, right? It's that mindset piece that we're not carrying that. Um, and then baths, I am such a bath lover, uh, with my essential oils and salts and the evening routine there, I often write. So I'll put, you know, anything that's been coming up for me, uh, during the day onto paper and just move that energy, right? It's about moving that energy out. So yeah, stress is very, very real for me, but I've gotten a lot um, better over the years at understanding what helps me to de-stress and release it. So when you write, is this like a personal journal or are you putting any of this writing out into the world? Um, or is it more like just, uh, free writing for yourself? Yeah, definitely more free writing. A lot of times there are posts that come out of that. I'll do, I have like a little, you know, uh, drawing or like sign for myself. That's like, okay, remember this and talk about this. But yeah, for the most part, it's literally just to move the energy out. Gotcha. Um, Okay. I'm really excited for this question because so Katie's, um, part of, uh, doTERRA mastermind that, um, we connected through and she just announced how old she's turning (laughs) and we, we were absolutely shocked. So you, you know, her Instagram is going to be linked up in the show notes. So you're all going to go over and see what Katie looks like. Um, but I'm so excited to understand that you've gone through uh, a lot of trauma and have led a very full life. Um, but what would you, what would you tell your 20 year old, like emerging alpha female self, what piece of advice or words of wisdom would you give her? Mm. That's the one question I remember reading before I was like, what that one, you know, what I would say to her because she was in the midst of, you know, really deep, self-destructive behaviors at that point. And so what I would say was hold on to that knowing and just know that it's going to be okay, that it's going to, that everything that you are going through and you're going to go through is all actually a gift that you are going to be able to teach with and help heal others. Because just a quick little reframe or just a little recap, I found a, a scrapbook in my, in my closet from when I was like, I don't know, probably grade five. And what it wrote was, what I had written was, I want to help heal the world. So, right? So it's been there. It's always been there. And so when I tell that 20-year-old, just hang tight, you know, you're going to be okay. It's just one chapter of your life. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what's coming up for me is, um, so I published a book in 2016 called Love Lost Life Found. And one of my chapters was, um, I guess, a bit of like aha revelations 
um, I had allowed myself to be in really difficult situations and I had not taken care of myself. I was a party girl as well. Um, and I had chosen to be in very bad relationships for myself. And I remember going through therapy and having a massive aha moment going back to when I was 13 years old. Um, and I grew up in the church and, um, a Baptist church. And so you get baptized when you're older, when you choose, uh, when you choose to versus as a baby. And I remember watching a baptism ceremony and a young guy had gotten up and talked about, you know, how he had found drugs and alcohol, um, slept with random people and then had found God and was giving his life back to God. And I was a, like a goody two shoe, 13 year old girl watching this. And I was like, do I need to go through bad stuff? Do, do I need to go through like hard chapters so that I can, um, have a message for the world? Like I, and subconsciously I, I realized that I had told myself, yes, I do. So I'd place myself in situations that I could have a hard story. And when I go back and like, look at that 13 year old girl, I just want to tell her that I, I didn't need that experience that, to have a, a message for the world. But it's, it's so hard to, to tell that, that younger self that you, you don't need to do, you don't need to do the, the learnings. Someone's already done the learnings for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, all right. So as an alpha female, we're usually problem solving for something. So would you share with us maybe one pain point that you're problem solving for right now? Yes. <laughs> um, as I mentioned before, it's, it's, I think it all boils down to self-trust and that's something I've been working on throughout the years, but, um, I'm overcoming upper limits right now as I'm expanding into, you know, creating courses and putting myself out there more as a teacher. Um, like I said, I've been a jewelry designer for a long time, but all the while always speaking my message, um, so me working on like the implementing of programs and just more of like that masculine energy stuff, like that, that structured piece that always, I feel like I'm a rebel against. I'm really practicing gradual mastery at that and understanding that it's okay to not be perfect at it, but not to get overwhelmed and not do it <laughs> because that's not going to help anything. Um, so yeah, that's been something that I, I'm, consciously working on and I'm working with a public speech speaking coach too as I want to speak on stages and so that is putting myself out there in a whole new way that's really scary <laughs> but you know I know that that was always the vision that I've seen throughout all those bad times so mm, I love it and I absolutely I love that the universe has placed us um together I guess that's the best way because my alpha side's really strong and your female side's really strong. So we just need to, we need to hang out more. Yeah. Right. It's so <laughs> and, good. And by osmosis, it'll balance out. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I always tend to bring women, a lot of women on my uh, doTERRA team are more of the masculine and it's, it's a beautiful balance. <laughs> 
That's so cool. Awesome. Well, I want to um, honor our listeners' time, and I'm very careful about um, only taking up so much of their their listening space. Um, but I have absolutely loved chatting with you, um, and it's been so beautiful having you on the podcast. But will you leave us with what your definition of happiness is? Thank you, first of all, for having me. And my definition of happiness is leading a life that is led by what you're listening to, what you're curious about, what fills you up and understanding that you are here to have fun and pleasure and ease in your life. And that's totally allowed and living from a space and in using that lens of fun, grace and ease. To me, that that is happiness and understanding that you know, that's allowed in every day and you don't have to be (laughs) super serious all the time that (laughs) that is what we are here to experience. I absolutely love that. Uh, I always make quote images to promote the podcast after and fun, grace, pleasure, and ease are definitely going on a quote image because I I think everyone's going to resonate with those words so beautifully. Yay. Thank you. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.